One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. This is the Wiseman Say podcast, the first game we can analyse from the Dick Advocat era. A new managerial change means Martin McFadden was busy telling the world what he thinks about it last week, so we naturally decided to give him no respite and invite him in, the editor-in-chief of A Love Supreme. You love that media duty, really, don't you, Martin? No. <laughs> I actually had my van parked around the stadium with light when I was... Uh the only van with a heater. With the so sign saying, go away. There was a bit of van jealousy going on. Aye, well, this is it. And free coffee and pizza going on. But it just got to the point where every time I went home, the rang us again. So I thought I may as well just sit in the back of my van Do with my laptop. Do you pass on to Chris now? Well, he wasn't available. He said he was scared to do them. <laughs> <laughs> do you, mate? His, his mum said I was more handsome, so I was like, OK. I know I haven't seen Chris on the telly yet. Have you noticed? He's got a good face for radio, apparently. I'm not one of these people who looks out for Chris. Well, you would notice him, though, wouldn't you? Well, I'm not saying you, you don't need to look like out I was for watching, him. If you, know, if you know somebody, they'll come on the telly. Yeah, but what, the kind of, I mean, I'm watching MasterChef and Chris is there. That, that's, I mean, that's the kind of thing I'm watching. Well, I'm not going to be watching, like, Look North or whatever. Well, I'm going to turn this into a cookery I'm busy. You don't support local media, as you want. Well, you know. <laughs> right, also, making his wise men say debut is Neil Bassett from Sunland Band Hide and Beast. Delighted you could join us, Neil. Forgot to ask if you wanted a song plug or anything like that. Might be a bit late now. No, no, that's fine. That's fine. I'm, I'm here. I'm here purely as a pundit. I'm okay. not here to plug anything. No. Well, you have all permission to do so if you like. We should talk no. about Neil's like career as a centre half, though. Later on, if we you can. can do that if you want. When we run out of things to say about <laughs> Dick Advocate, which probably in about ten minutes or so. Shall we hear about him first on the game? Yeah. With the long balls, that is difficult to play against to get the controlling, because. They don't play via the midfield, they play with the long balls and then the support. Difficult to play against, but we did really well. We did not give uh, a lot of chances away. We get the first chance, the first half with Devoe. If you score, then uh, it's an open chance. Then they have to come even more. They have to take more risk and they get more space. But uh, I did not expect a goal from, uh, from West Ham because everything was under control. But... Uh, Unfortunately, the luck was not on our side. I expected a goal from West Ham, Martin, in the 80th minute, because that's where Sunderland do things generally. Just on Aye. that basis, more than anything. It was a foul, though, wasn't it, to be fair? But, mm. um, I think West Ham could have had a couple of pennies, though. Does that mm. even that out a little? Yeah, I, 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 always, I always think with Nolan, he's, like, he's, he's very keen to fall over, and I he think is. referees have... And then let the referee know about that over the years, you know. Um, it's almost like backfiring on him now, all the ones he won for... Bolton and Newcastle. But I was disappointed, but I mean, Defoe had enough opportunities to put us ahead. Um, <clears throat> pretty easy chances for him. So I think we've only got ourselves to blame. Played mm. better, though. More on the Defoe thing. Your first impressions, Neil, of Dick Advocate, the change from his side to Poyet's side? Uh, we seemed a bit more organised, I thought. Um, we got forward a little faster. Yeah. And I think, I don't know, th there's a there's a... There's a there's a tactical masterstroke in there that hasn't been picked up on yet, which is like Sam Allardyce has he's been under fire and under pressure a little bit and hasn't been too 
to Greater West Ham and he's been mentioned as a possible successor at Sunderland, which I, for one, don't want. And I think lots of people don't want. Me and I think maybe throwing the game, give West Ham the points, <laughs> ease the pressure on him, he's less likely to come here. I think it's well, uh, one way of looking at it. Yeah, long, long, long term plan. Long term plan. You mentioned. Um, Getting, getting forward quicker, that was the obvious thing, Gareth, wasn't it? The most notable thing. Well, I think everybody can agree on. It was pretty much route one, wasn't it? I mean, they kind of played with a narrow front three, even though, I mean, Advocate was saying that Wickham was playing in the hole, um, and then it was looking for the flick-ons to Defoe. I mean, Defoe's movement in the first half was excellent. Um, second half, it just went a bit flat, um, which worried me a bit, because... Yeah, there were great efforts there, but I don't know. It just you panic a little bit because you just think, where where's the quality going to come from in the in the team? Like behind Defoe, I mean, and Defoe missed an absolute sitter, really. Um, and well, I'm sure we'll talk about Defoe in more depth later, but I don't know. I just that that I was a little bit worried at the end because firstly we'd lost the game and we didn't really deserve to lose the game. It was a dreadful match. Is that going to be expected though when it's a new manager, new ideas, that they, they can sort of go along with what they've been doing on the training ground for so long, but as you tire and as you wear out, concentration levels drop, surely? Or am I being too nice on them? I, just I, think, I suppose quite a lot of goals are scored, sorry, quite a lot of goals are scored at that stage in the game, aren't they? Um, I thought we, we looked as likely to score as, as what they did at that point. I don't know whether I just had more to drink or <laughs> you know, whether I was being enthusiastic, but I thought overall it was like, even though we lost... And I was, I was gutted about that. I just I thought it was a much better performance, and we we did mix it up a bit. We did we did keep the ball and, and played around, but we also like got it forward early, you know. And I think the fact that Bridcup wasn't playing probably had something to do with the fact that we were passing forward instead of backwards and sideways. You do wonder. We mentioned it last week. You do wonder about his role. Well, if you kind of get a game when Catamull is not there, then he's obviously just not going to feature. You would have mm. thought enough to be positive about, though. Generally. I mean, if you consider that the the team hadn't had that long with the new manager, yeah, and exactly. the manager hadn't had long yeah. with the yeah. team, and you didn't see the improvement already after a short amount of time, then with the international break coming up and stuff, then you know there's hope. That's seamless. We'll hear from Advocate now on working with the players in the break. No, the, the good thing is that we we don't have so many international players, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they will come back early. Besides that, in, in three days' time, you cannot change so many things. Give them the confidence. Uh, I took a risk with uh, Wickham on that position, but he played br brilliant. So that that's a really positive things, uh, thing. In that way, some players, tactically-wise, has to improve more than what they can do when we have the ball. Uh, so that kind of things I take to the training ground. OK. Mention Conor Wickham now, Gareth. Mm? You haven't been his biggest fan. What do you think? I thought he did well. Worked hard, which is something that's incredibly frustrating when you watch him week to week. Um, you don't see him putting enough in for somebody of his frame and you know power. Really, he should be dominating teams, and he was good. Um, you know, he, you know, was <laughs> working back and winning tackles and stuff like that. So that was great to see. Um, and you know, I'm sure looking ahead to the to the Newcastle game. Um, two weeks' time, that front three, you wouldn't be surprised if you maybe went with it again just mm. to put them under pressure because they've got no, no centre arms. Really. A couple of people have tweeted in mentioning um, Conor Wickham actually. Dupe says Dick Cook Wickham 
actually running around, he went for it. Only negative was the subs needed in reducing quicker. Um, I think it's fair to say people notice Wick, and he got man of the match as well on Sky. He did, yeah. Um, so, so it's surprising, I think, because you don't normally see a man of the match on a losing side, especially yeah, if a forward team, team hasn't scored yeah. a goal. And her Halen's tweeting as well, a much better performance. Wickham's effort was outstanding. Sadly, I think we're just a bit rubbish. He doesn't use the word rubbish. Um, <laughs> but I mean, what, what does he use? It, it, it seems like a long time. We had this sort uh, long time coming. This doesn't it, Martin? The, the Wickham using his frame and. You know his obvious, obvious physical attributes to get around the field. And yeah, it's a, it's a weird one. I mean, I remember having a bit of a an argument with my dad about it over the summer, where he was saying well, we don't need to buy a striker because Wiggum's now proved that he's ready and he'll play well this season. As obviously this was last June. Um, <clears throat> I think this was just after watching America play in the World Cup <laughs> and Alador <laughs> being going off injured and everything, but. Um, but yeah, he should he should be better. I guess people who were like supportive of Wickham could say that he's been out wide, and mm. you, you, it's it's quite quite easy to get isolated out there. But then other times he looks like he's hiding to me, and he hasn't had the season. He's he is really just inconsistent, isn't he? When he when he's good, you think like, wow, he can do that. He's as strong as anyone. You know, he's he, he can the goals that he scored, say against Cardiff in the air last year. Um, no one could have stopped him. It's a bit like Kenwin Jones, isn't it? Like when he's for for his size, he should be braver. You know, I remember a few years ago when we played a preseason game in Denmark, and it was like silence, you know, because there was hardly anyone there. And this lad came in and <clears throat> took the ball off him, and he squealed like a baby. And it was like <laughs> he hardly touched him, you know. And if mm. you, if that had happened at five aside with your mates, you would have just laughed at him. So he just drummed into pros in this day and age, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, if you watched the uh, classical. On the Sunday night, then yeah, <laughs> But Neil, it probably suits Wickham then if if we have a manager who's going to go more direct. Well, as Martin just mentioned, now he didn't really have a place on Poyet's system. But even when he did play up front, Gus isn't likely to get the ball forward quickly. Wickham would prefer that. You would have thought. You'd think so, and like like Martin just said said there, sometimes you feel like he's hiding. And against West Ham, you could notice him. Hmm. He didn't proactive. get goal, but he was yeah. everywhere. And yeah, proactive. It's uh, you know, hopefully it'll suit him. Quite brave anyway, Gareth, wasn't it? The three strikers playing together. Like a, mm-hmm. a four three three, obviously because Poy played that, but it was very different, wasn't it? It was, and you didn't feel as though we were ever overexposed. Um I don't know if that was to do with West Ham, because if you look at the comparative record of the last eight games, I think West Ham are only one point better off and about a goal better off or something ridiculous like that than Sunderland. Maybe yeah. not a goal, I might be exaggerating there since we've only scored one in the last seven. But um yeah, I think you know, we we didn't really look in any Danger at any point in the game, um, and I think that's what makes it so frustrating that they they lost it, and then the results over the weekend, which every team in the bottom seven lost. And if we'd got that point again, like you're saying, the decisions, like yeah, we might have had a penalty against us, a couple of borderline, but it's an annoying time. It's an annoying <laughs> time to lose a game when yeah. every, every you know every, everyone yeah. else dropping yeah. points. And if we if, you, if you that know. goal had been in the third minute. And then the game was just a pretty yeah. dull affair from there. People wouldn't have been reacting the same. And especially the fact that Larson got spear tackled. Ridic- I mean, how can you not give that as a foul? I, I don't know. I mean, we've had some ridiculous decisions go against us in the last few months. Totally. I mean, if you if you look at the who was it that fouled him? Uh, was it Nene? Mm. He, he, he yeah, kind was. of he, he like he looked over to the ref. He turns around and looks away. at the ref straight away. Like, he knows he's done it. it. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. And then he looked at Larson and kind of went... A lack of appeal from the Sunderland yeah. players, do you think that was? <laughs> Larson was appealing for other referees, like, oh, I mustn't be a foul then. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, he, it, it was surprising that everyone didn't appeal, but 
how often do you see referees change their mind anyway? Mm. I mean, it was, it was just a, I mean, slow motion really. It happened after the foul. He, it was just rubbish goal to concede all round at that time in the game. But it, it, I mean, it didn't really look under any threat. Um, you know, when Virginia came on, it didn't really wasn't wasn't particularly different to when Brown was on. Um, I worry about Virginia when Poyet's not there. Mm. I don't know why. I did, there isn't maybe a logical reason why that is. I just feel that Gus Poyet being there was perhaps Virginia's comfort zone a little bit. Yeah, you could tell that he he liked him. I mean, he is more of a a footballer than Brown, obviously, and at least he can train every day. I think that's the thing about Brown when you see him get injured, like we were saying on Saturday. Well, is that him out for the season because? He can't run around that much anyway. He can't play two games in a week. So if he's if he's got a bad knock, then I mean his knees are not good anyway. So it makes you wonder whether that might be the back four, you know, for mm. for a good few weeks. But so, well, you might be out. That might be it for Brown. I mean, mm. he's out of contract in the summer. Yeah, he might never play again. It's interesting over Jane now because perhaps he's playing for his future. Because was was Poyet still here? You would have thought mm. it was a, a certainty that we'd go and try and sign him permanently next season. And he's moved next door. Now he's quiet. got to try and he's got to try and impress Lee Conkin in these last few games. You would have thought. Oh, the opposite is he just he's, he doesn't want to be here <clears throat> now that Poy is not here anyway. So mm. yeah, I mean Something. we had that with Key last year, didn't we? When when he wanted to get fit for the World Cup and yeah, he just he just yeah. kind of he was, he was still on player, but yeah, yeah exactly, <laughs> just bugged off. Yeah. Terrible. But then maybe we should have signed him for ten million and not Rodwell. That's <laughs> a idea. wonderful well, thing. He, I, don't, I don't know if he would have. Well, that's not if he would have come for ten million, million, wasn't it? Was it that uh, time which they wanted? Was it? I think uh, with Rodwell and Key, I think you know the like the attitude of Key and Rodwell. I think are incomparable if you look at you know someone who I mean, has Rodwell's been improved. genuinely injured He's like improved. Rodwell and had to come back slowly, wouldn't you? Slowly. Like. But it's interesting <laughs> about Rodwell's role because you you mentioned. Um, Gareth about the about being exposed and now every single person that I know before the game either tweeted or text me saying they're concerned when they saw the team that we were going to have a similar situation that we saw against Villa against QPR where they were going to overload down our right Van oh, Arnold was going to be exposed you. now as it happens he didn't put Gomez out there because Gomez was hung out to dry wasn't he against QPR and made a scapegoat in, in to, to a certain degree I guess Rodwell was over there. Makes mm. more sense because he's yeah, he's a lot more athletic do a job and he could there, get around he, the pitch a lot faster. I mean, he? that's the way Sky lined it, wasn't it? As if Gomez was going to be on the left because he's left-footed, so you yeah. would just naturally think but, that, wouldn't you? Yeah, I think it was more of like a kind of obviously not the same player, but when we used to put Stefan Schwartz out there and he was kind of like a minder for Michael Gray, Gray yeah. bombing forward, mm. and then also you know like a, he could hold onto the ball, <clears throat> similar like physically. Hopefully, he becomes the same player as, as Schwartz, but. Um, I think, yeah, I think with Rodwell, as he's been played too far forward this year, like they've been relying on his like creative, you know, creativeness. But I don't think he's he's strong there. I think, you know, they should have played him in the sort of catamole role instead of instead of Bridcut. And I think like talking to people at clubs that he's been at, he's probably going to end up being a centre half anyway with mm. his with his height and his strength. I thought against Aston Villa, I was quite encouraged yeah, well, by his performance yeah, before five minutes. before we capitulated. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, with the Rodwell, five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> his um, he's pretty good at arriving in the box at a good time, um, getting onto stuff. I mean, he hasn't really played that well all season. When he's played, he's got three goals: well, one from the corner, and then I think two from a corner, and then one from the uh, one one against um, Hull. Um, so, which was a vital point, really. Um, so. 
I don't know. I mean, I, I know what you're saying about him. You'd like to see him play a bit deeper, but I think when Catamol comes back in, it'll be Catamol, yeah, yeah, Larson, obviously. and Rodwell, and, and Rodwell. This style of suited more one at where you're not relying on keeping the yeah, ball. Yeah, if, if, if you've if, got if the game fast, if you're moving and playing at a faster pace, and you can almost play instinctively and off the cuff, I think that's going to suit someone like yeah. that. I just mean like earlier on in the season. I remember like a Burnley away. He was he was like pushing forward with the ball. I don't think he's got that in his game. I think arriving late with the power that he's got <clears throat> to head the ball in or whatever. But he, he wasn't going to come forward and like pick off defenses and like and like play a, play a pass like Sessegnon or someone could. Um, I think he's fit enough to to go box to box. But I think if he was sat in front of the defense, I mean the thing that the Catamol's back again, but. How much has he been available since we played Villa at Christmas? You know, I think he's played a couple of games and he hasn't been fit for them. Um, so I think, if, in hindsight, if we put Rodwell in that position in his absence, we would have, you know, with with Larson next to him, I, I don't think we would be in this situation. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, I think Gomez and Brid could have got a lot to answer for in terms of like the midfield, but obviously Poyet stayed faithful to them and. It's backfired on him like in the QBR game. But on the other so. hand as well, how often has Rodwell been available over that period? That's true. And well, Gomez has actually know. got a, he's bagged a couple of goals, Gomez. He's probably our third top scorer or something. He's, he's got, got like three or four. Like probably is, actually. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, that season we got relegated on the reel and we had about four players on oh, four right. goals. Yeah, Remember? Paul Stewart was top scorer. Yeah. Well, it's about, it's about that now, isn't it? Yeah, Everyone's on about something like that. Yeah. four down to, down to zero. Yeah. God, I yeah, Wes Brown's probably scored as many through own goals or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. He's usually top of those charts. Yeah, I think O'Shea's got a couple of own goals, I think. Maybe three, I don't know. I can't remember. There's so many this season, I think we had like three in one game against uh, West Ham. So O'Shea won uh, Ireland Player of the Year. Mm. Say that. Yeah. Well, he's been excellent this season. I mean, he had a mare, didn't he, against Villa? Villa, yeah. But aside from that, he's been pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I think like last year. Uh, the people that sort of sit sit around me at home games were criticising Larson and O'Shea and have been for a couple of seasons saying that those are the players that we should get rid of. I was but probably I one of those to be fair. Probably they've been our they've probably been our best two yeah, players I this agree this with year. That. Um but then that just shows how much we haven't moved on. But they are they're both good pros. Um but it's almost he's played that well this season he almost wish he was a couple of years younger <clears> now, don't well, you? Well that's it. I mean we have to defend deeper when you've got him and Brown and you can't sort of like press the game as much. But um, he can almost wait for someone to come at him and then intercept the ball. He's he's, he's really he's really good there, and he's really good at organising the defence. But you know, eventually we're going to have to buy some young centre halves. <laughs> yeah, or not promote one of the ones we've got <laughs> if they're good enough. Not make a Quatters deal permanent. Yeah, you forget it. You even forget he's there, don't you? Yeah. Quatters was was Alvarez on the bench on no no that that made me wonder like because I think with this new system. As well as playing three strikers, he can obviously play a wide man, and a creative wide man in that position who's capable of scoring a goal. So I don't know whether whether he was injured, or whether he just doesn't fancy him at all. Well, I know he had, he had a problem, didn't he? But in the week, he was saying that, uh, like Advocat was saying, that everyone's available apart from Jack Arini and, and Catamol, didn't he? And Buckley, I think. That's what so. I was thinking. I well, thought that missed that he wasn't on the that he was on the bench. But I no. mean, if you've been watching, is is Alvarez the kind of player you want in a relegation battle? He hasn't got enough. I don't think he's got enough um, <clears throat> positives about him to to out outweigh the negatives in this situation that we're in, and I think that's the problem. You'd have him on the bench, though, wouldn't yeah. you? You know, I think it's a bit like when Jacarini came on against Cardiff last year and won four nil, and he's 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 got like skill and he's got a goal and he's like a um, when a game's stretched and defenders I, are tired and stuff. 
I'd have him on the bench ahead of Bugley for sure. But I mean, who who was on the bench? What more? Johnson, Graham, Jones, keeper. Can't remember who else. Quates wasn't on. Alvarez wasn't on. Obviously. The genie was obviously the on. The genie on. Yeah. So I think that's the point that the guy who tweeted in earlier made. Then that could have used our substitutes a little better, freshen things up earlier. Well, you would have had to bring Bridcut on. So, do you want to bring Brinkley on? It's a pretty uninspiring bench, I think, <laughs> yeah. really. You know, fresh legs on the middle of the park, I guess, is, is the point the guy was making. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, I, I don't think that was entirely responsible. I just think, you know, like, like we've seen so many times before, um, th- there comes a point where we stop retaining the ball, and then th- we don't build anything. It just gets a bit sloppy, and then depending on who we're playing, we either get like penned in and re- under ridiculous pressure and can't get out, and just have to try and hang on, or um, you know, or, or you just develop and it was a scrappy game, and no one gets a foot on the ball on either side, and that's what happened at the weekend. And, it didn't go our way then either, so it's a bit frustrating, really. That it's it's still it's just annoying that you that was threw that away in the last minute. Like just there's a couple of ways so of looking at it as well, Martin. Is it because some people depends if you're half glass full or you know, um, <laughs> or, or like Gareth. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> because um, another tweeter yet, which a few people tweeted um, along this theme, and Tom Huntley saying we have no idea how to attack. Absolutely no pattern of play. Players standing still, no pace is one thing, no movement. And I guess what you could say with that is West Ham looked like they were there for the taking at the end of the day. Yeah, they did. We, uh, we, we've come away with nothing and, and it's just we have less games to do something now. Yeah, I mean, but like trying to be positive, I think <clears throat> at this stage in the season, the teams you want to be playing are the teams that, like in the middle of the league. And I, th- you know, I was looking at the league table this morning and I think like West Ham, Stoke, Palace, obviously we've played West Ham, Newcastle and Everton are all kind of right stuck in the middle we've got all those teams to play um, and I think obviously we've got a really hard end of the season but <clears throat> I think we've we've got enough to stay up from our home games and I think what people shouldn't forget is we haven't actually been in a relegation place all season you know you'd, you'd think that Poyet had like had his bottom of the league all year on zero points that, that historically was, though it's one of those sides that go down but that was the canny, yeah. I know, I know, I know what you're saying. But I still think we've got the squad. I thought all. I mean, I might, I might be wrong. And, I thought uh, you'd be more worried. I'm, I'm, I'll be honest. I am worried, but like trying to be positive. Um, <laughs> you don't have to be. <laughs> I just, I just feel that like Burnley, QPR, and Leicester will go. I've said that all season. I've seen them play against us, and I think they're the three poorest teams. Obviously, if Burnley hadn't have beaten Man City, yeah, then. We wouldn't be so worried. Then we've we've also had like a really good opportunity to jump to 14th, where we finished last season. If we'd if we'd won on on a Saturday night, but we didn't. But we've still got lots of opportunities, you know, at our home games. How many points do you think you're gonna need? Nine. I don't know. I mean, eight, seven, even. I think even six will probably do it. Do you it? know. But you, it depends. It depends if if somebody does what we did last year. If a couple of teams do that, yeah, that's then, a worry. Th- isn't then, it? then we're probably doomed. Who do you think's capable of that? Though only Burnley would say, perhaps. I mean, I think Villa have had their little purple patch, and then they'll continue to pick. I don't think any of them three are. That's the problem for them. It's a good thing for us. I think. I think if we can, as long as we can avoid defeat. I know it sounds quite sort of negative. <laughs> like as long as Leicester don't beat us, I think that's the. I think that's going to be like a key game because. Well, Leicester and Palace are the two games, really, that you... Well, Les- you're going to go after Leicester into Arsenal and Chelsea away, mm. so you want to be winning that game, don't it's you? It's very similar to the, the Di Canio thing now, where if we beat Newcastle, 
the momentum and the sort of buzz that we'll pick up from that game will basically keep us up, you know. So do you think do you think the key is defending well? Because I can't really see where goals are coming yeah. from, really, which is it, it's a recurring thing. I've yeah. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Apart from like... Gabbiadini and Gates and <laughs> Quinn and Phillips it's generally been in a recurring thing where I've always said I don't see where the goals are coming from so it all hinges on defence then well yeah I mean obviously if you keep a clean sheet then if we draw all the games we probably stop up I think that was Poyet's theory wasn't it but it wasn't, it wasn't working <laughs> certainly left a bit yeah. of self up I think but you mentioned I mean where we're going to get goals from and Gareth touched on it earlier now a lot of people are criticising the four of his miss which, which is it's fair enough I think his attitude in the last few games have, have meant that he's got that reaction because he against Aston Villa he was one, wasn't the only one mind but didn't look interested at all did he mm. in, in going to try and make his own look so if you're going to go on like that if you're going to be behave like that then you need to make sure you do your job don't you yeah I mean we haven't created that many chances for him to miss have we that was that was the the most glaring chance that he's that he's had mm. I think the, the goal he scored against Swansea kind of summed it up where it was like if you're going to score in Gus Poyet's team, then you're going to have to pick the ball up from the halfway line, beat everybody, and do it yourself. It yeah, exactly. <laughs> How many games has he played now? To four. Oh, that's a question. Maybe about eight. Well, he's only yeah. scored twice. He's probably. I think it's more than eight. Cup games as well. He's he hardly, he's play, hardly he set the world alight, like, is he? It's a positive, all, isn't it? That he he got behind frequently. I know he's well, in a dried up second half, but what I mean <clears> is, <throat> we're one eye on the derby game, well, and Newcastle still have a patched up back four. And you think that more time on the training ground, you know, the, mm. the, the three players are going to work together more and more. I don't know if I'm just clutching the straws here, but that's what I'm hoping. I mean, that's it, what I was taking from the game as I was watching. He was on side a lot more, wasn't he? For his runs, he made some good runs um, in, in down the sides as well as through the middle. But I mean, the, that miss. The thing, the thing about it is that he's, he was when he when he was signed, he was judged on this standard, whereas say. That had happened and Altador had missed, or that had happened and Wickham had missed, or Fletcher had missed. People would have been going, That's the kind of chance that someone like Jermaine Defoe will take. Mm. Yeah. And he didn't. And I think when people signed the idea that he was worth all this money, however much we've paid him, paying him in wages or whatever, um, you know, because he'll guarantee goals, this thing was flying, oh, he'll guarantee goals. And then it was like, Well, you can't blame him if he's not scoring, but he's not getting the service. It's like, Well, when we signed him, the service, it was the same situation, so the goals aren't going to magic out of nowhere. And then when he gets the service and misses a chance like that, I mean, if at, if out the door and missed that, like that, like Defoe missed that chance, people would have been going mental. And it, 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 was, a, it was a dreadful, it, it was frequently, though. I know, but well, I mean, that was a dreadful miss, that. 
I mean, was, but what you but strikers will do that though. No one, they miss chances. Oh, I mean, yeah, it happens. I mean, it shouldn't the amount of money that they get paid, <laughs> but it it does. And he was almost too confident. Trying to side foot it. I don't know why he did. You know, quite he put, calm. You, you, you just put quite your lids calm. through those generally. I mean, I'm not telling Jimmy Enderfoe to finish, <laughs> but um, he looked almost overconfident. Man. He side footed it and very relaxed, wasn't it? Mm. Well, that's is that kind of player, though, isn't he? He seems scoring goals. He's, yeah. He seems to look relaxed. Just second nature, though. Yeah. But he could, he could, why didn't he just like take it on and just like so people couldn't have slapped Martin or, or I don't, I, well I don't, yeah. I don't think he's been pilloried like well, from what I've by seen you, are you? well I'm just judging I'm, ju- I'm yeah, judging him everyone you've got to remember <laughs> I'm judging him on the standards that people set for him when he signed so how many clear cut chances has he missed since he's come to well, Sunderland I was just thinking that probably one really, and yeah. that was it well he guaranteed he guaranteed goals so he's scored in every game hasn't he up to now I mean that by that logic but he hasn't because he, you can't guarantee goals so I think no. that's that's something you've got to learn you can't just throw money at something and then it'll magically happen you've got to have a plan and I think it was pointed out in January by many people that this was a bad plan. Was yeah. this a plan? I agree with the way Poy had set up. I think we said that plenty at the time as well. Does it, was this a plan, mm. or the way advocates set up? We saw Wickham, I was def- but, but, Wickham I and, mean, and Fletcher coming closer, getting yeah. prepared to drop behind him for the little flick-ons. For I mean, the you've, little got, exactly, you've got to create chances for him. Phillips used to miss quite a lot of chances. Did, you know? yeah. In fact, the first time I saw Kevin Phillips play for us in a pre-season game in Macclesfield, I was sat next I to Alan. There, yeah. I was sat next to Alan Durbin, who suggested that, who basically scouted him, and he had his head in his hands by the end of the game, saying like, you know, I think Craig Russell's going to be in ahead of him next season, and then obviously Phillips turned out quite good, didn't he? Not bad. <laughs> <laughs> but he used to miss his fair share, you know. And a, a, you think about a lot of strikers who are just finishers, you know, Andy Cole did as well, you know, like a lot of a lot of players around that around that mm-hmm. time, but. We, we haven't really. I think we've got to stick with Defoe. We haven't really choice anyway. But we've created nothing for him. But it's fine. It's it's completely fine him missing that chance if there's another five that he gets yeah. in the game. But at the minute he's getting like that chance every second game. You know. Well, that's it. And we've got to, we've got to put that right, haven't we? We've got to start creating chances for him. And I think we will. And I think this three will also not always just be three forwards. Then, you'll, I think you'll see Johnson playing that in that three. I think you know you might see Alvarez playing that three if he can. Be bothered. One more to, as well involved at the yeah, weekend. Exactly, maybe you know, come in at some point. I mean, it probably wasn't the game for him, was it? But it's um, nice that we talked. I was hoping that he would come weekend. on, but you know, it's nice we're talking about strikers so far up the pitch, though. For a change, that yeah. makes a change, doesn't he it? Was getting the no, ball. we have these he problems. Was, to he was talk chasing about. the ball, you know, like kind of, and he was only playing against the two centre halves instead of waiting for it to arrive in the box after everybody else was back behind the ball. You know, it was it, it was it was definitely a different. A different setup completely. And no. I think if we play like that for the rest of the season, we'll then we okay. should stay up. Do you? Do you not? I'm doing. I did one of those Premier League play predictive things yeah, on Sunday. Yeah. I had I had half an hour spare. Never do that. Um, no, I'm go, I'm it wasn't good news <laughs> at the end. <laughs> I'm going to play devil's advocate here and say that if Poyet was still in charge and that performance had been delivered um, at the weekend, would Poyet have been accused of being negative because he didn't create any chances in the second half. Would there would there have been people questioning his team selection because he played the three strikers across the front, um, things like that? Um, was the performance so much better? And there is a caveat that, like Neil was saying, he only had three or four days to set them up. So the true the the proof of the pudding will be Newcastle, as it's turned. It always seems to be for some reason the last few years. Um, and it's always gone quite well for us. So, 
by law of averages of one this time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's just one of those <laughs> seasons. <laughs> then, yeah. It's one of those seasons where anything that can go wrong will go I wrong. Don't know. See, yeah. Martin mentioned we haven't been a bomb three all season, which is well, exactly. Yeah, your time in the it's run of perfection. It's remarkable, though, isn't it? That, it's remarkable that fact. Best it? league in the world. Well, not really, because like we just we haven't actually been as bad as what people think, you know. Before Christmas, but, I thought we were okay. Yeah, I mean, if you if you want to be, I mean, I'm I'm trying to kind of be the polar magnetic magnetic opposite to Gareth now <laughs> continually. But if you look at Poet's first game against Swansea, who lost four nil, mm. you know. And considering it's the game that it was falling on from, I think I think it was, uh, you know, I think it was a positive. The result wasn't positive, but I think it was a positive performance. And the players looked more confident. They didn't look like they were playing, you know, like I'd under, un, under yeah. a cloud. Um, and I think you know the the inclusion of what more. It's a shame he didn't get on, and the fact that Johnson's back is is got to be a positive thing, you know, for the, for us because he is capable of winning a game on his own as he showed. Every time he plays against Newcastle or at Fulham away last year, for instance, you know, if he does that, if he does that once or twice this season, then that'll be enough. Um, it's going to be near this derby game come up. It's going to, it's either the perfect game or the the worst game you can have because win that and you think the tails are up and we we should be comfortable getting through. Lose that and it doesn't matter how new the manager is, the fans will get nasty, the atmosphere will get nasty, and it's all doom and gloom again. Yeah, it's you know, it seems like bad timing this game, I suppose. But Are you taking the bad timing angle here? Because some people are saying it's a really good game to have. Well, depends I'm, which way you look I'm at it. I'm the opposite of Martin. The, the glass isn't half full. It's not even half. It. There's no glass. There's, there's milk all over the floor. And you've, broken, already, you've already drank the beer. There's broken glass. glass everywhere. You know, I'm like that. So I, I see it's, it's kind of bad timing. But in you know, in recent matches against them, it hasn't been the best time either. And. Mm. I, I've, you know, I've, I've, I've got some some friends who do who are Newcastle supporters, and they're not very confident. No, at, well, you at wouldn't all. be. I, would you I know? think they're less less confident than we are. So it's it really is one of them. Anything could could happen games. But I think we've got the advantage in we've we've got the new manager coming in. They're stuck with. What's his chops? The little weird what's Carver, Carver. Yeah. John Charver. Yeah, he's a, he's a weird little fella. Him, so you know. I, I th- but he's a jolly. Yeah, he well, must be. Which, you know, which is important. That's even more apparently. of a disadvantage for the yeah. <laughs> right, I think um, that's you know. Not, don't want to get too far ahead and start talking about that game because we've got two yeah. podcasts to, to fill I before that. But um, if he if he takes that system that he employed, I'd. I, I was being devil's advocate, obviously, Martin. I, I, I do agree. No, you with, I do agree with Just you. Hiding that, behind that, that um, you know, like it, it was better. They were organised. He tried something different. He was trying to get the best out of Jermaine Defoe, which, well, you know, going, whether they should have signed him or not is irrelevant now because we've got him. And Poyet couldn't do that. Advocate found a way mm. to get him involved. He's probably on the ball more in the first half. Of the game than he's been exactly. on the ball in the last and two like, or three and, games. Yeah. So and, and like that Neil alluded to earlier, that's yeah. with three days on on the yeah, training. Yeah, ground, so, so if he can get, the, the, I think they should, you know, they need to keep going with with that pragmatic approach for the next few weeks, and and do that maybe get get the ball forward quickly, get flick ons because they'll be they'll have a patched up defence. I mean, I haven't I haven't seen any of the highlights from the weekend from the other games, and but I heard Newcastle ragged a bit in the second half and gave Arsenal a bit of the game after mm-hmm. having a terrible start. So they might be feeling. You know that they can get into us a bit, but if we can, if we can sort of carry on a bit of momentum, um, like Advocate joked, we haven't got loads of players going away on national duty, have we? Especially uh, 
you know, up front really. So that's that's the areas they're going to be working in. And it's opportunities for people. And you know, a few of the younger lads will probably be drafted in as well to cover for those who've gone to international break. So give them a chance to shine. And you know, Catamol said himself, he loves it when the kids come and play with them because they can, you know, lift some more because of the uh, because of the. Um, <laughs> you lost a chair of thought. Now, <laughs> yeah. I, put them off, I don't yeah. know why uh, Martin gives a look there, um, because it, you know it, it, it ups the intensity levels and all that, and there's a bit more pace about training, a bit more intense. So let's hope that I think that if works. We actually, if we come out and have a, I know we're not talking about Newcastle, but if we actually the way they are at the minute and they're struggling <clears throat> defensively, if we actually come out and take the game game to them, then I think they'll go into the shell. You know. And it would be nice to, you know, that, that's when I was a kid, that seemed to be the, the crack where we'd actually, I know it's a bit of a strange philosophy in this day and age, actually starting off the game at full pelt and try to pummel the other team and, and beat them. I know Gus Poyer would probably have nightmares about yeah. that, but uh, I think then you, if there was ever a game to get the crowd up and, you know, try and get an early goal, then... And it's, it's nice to have... It's, game. it's nice that we've got the international break beforehand. And if you look at um, Advocat, he's, he's got... The experience he's got is... It's amazing. Mm, um, it's amazing. He's, he's won stuff all over the world. But then again, I'm always drawn to the negative side, which is just me, which is like... He's had better teams, <laughs> but also there's been times when things haven't gone so good and he's... Like with Borussia mm. Mönchengladbach, I think he had a 20% uh, mm. win ratio... And when things tend not to go good, he'll just bugger off and join a, a different. Well, uh, he'll become only a international coach. Season, anyway. I wouldn't be surprised if you know if we don't win the next two games, he'll end up just going off and managing the Ivory Coast or something because <laughs> he's he did joined we, some weird. Did we uh, see um, the way he told his assistant to sit down after Defoe's after Defoe's miss? No, yeah. no, I didn't say that. No, did you not uh, say that? And the assistant, I, I can't remember his name. Um, the Serbian guy. Yeah, yeah, and he got up and sort of threw a clipboard down in anger. An advocate and a showed your advocate look at him and he points at him and shouts, Sit down. I like the watch <laughs> thing where he was like pointing right, at his watch. Got a yeah. watch on the other hand. Actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he's meant to be a strict fella, which I, I, yeah. I think I wouldn't want to cross him. I like. think we need, but like short term, you need that, don't you? And luckily, because they're looking at a different long term manager, we don't have to worry about that now. Yeah, but also, he's not as insane, he's not going to take away the condiments or like threaten to beat people up like. Previous kind of strict <laughs> managers that we've had recently. Talk about the condiments. D- apparently, Ronald Koeman got rid of them. Got rid of ketchup at Southampton. Did he? Yeah. Well, it's they like it's mayonnaise story, in Holland, don't they? You know what I mean? So you, you, you <laughs> probably introduced mayonnaise. I mayonnaise. No, no, it's it's just a cultural it's thing. Definitely a Dutch thing. They love the <laughs> mayonnaise. Both, isn't it? The same. Well, a bit of Benelux. Well, you know. They're next to each other, so you know, practically the same. Would they kind of make that much difference in back then? Definitely. We were missing some authority in the midfield, weren't we? We're missing creativity. And and yeah. we can't, I don't think but we can do three, anything about that this the season. The thing is, with the three, would you drop Rodwell or Gomez? Or Gomez. Because you, you want, some, you want some creativity in, in that game, and if you have a midfield yeah, three of, of Lawson, Catamol and, and Rodwell... Gomez, you Gomez has got a goal in him, you know? Mm. He has, I'm, I'm not his biggest fan, but he's he's up there in our top scorers. dilemma then, isn't it? You've got to have one creative player out of the three, haven't you? Lawson's a bit of both. Just describing Gomez as a creative player, it really does show the plight that we're in at the moment, like mm. DME. Well, he's obviously got to work with what he's got, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, we shall see. He's been, he was actually all right, I thought, the weekend, Gomez. Um, but he didn't have to, he didn't, 
he didn't have enough of the ball to dwell on it as, as much as he does for some mm. reason. They, they got the rid of but the ball it, faster. It might be better if, he, if his manager is expecting him to move the ball quicker because well, exactly. it, it's almost like Poyet's granted him the license to to dwell on the ball. He's oh. obviously he's got like his pace is like lack of pace is glaring, but. If he knows he has to play the ball forward down the channels, yeah. then it doesn't matter how quick you are, you can mm-hmm. do that, can't you? He doesn't have to take a touch. If someone's making it a run, be better they again. Never, they and never less, less t- like we were saying with Rodwell, less time to think, yeah. Yeah, more off the cuff, more on your own instinct. I just think you've got to give Rodwell a run. He's, he's, he's fit. Um, you've been, you know, like you say, he's been a little brighter recently. He got that goal against Hull. He had a decent start against Villa and then it all went to pot. Mm. I just feel as though with Rodwell... He's a man they spent the budget on in the summer. He's yeah. a man they want to build a team around. I guess in the future they spent you know a five-year deal. I think that's what year old lad. With you. They've it's got to give him. I think that when he's fit, they've got to get him in there and, and make it work. I think that's what will happen with them three: Catamull in the middle and Lawson <clears throat> on one side and Rodwell on the other, sort of helping out the fullbacks a bit, especially which hasn't a, been happening. Yeah, especially for a derby as well, because Rodwell's got a bit of a bite to him as well as Larson and Catamull. So you want. They all might get sent off. No, you want to get. Yeah, you know, <laughs> have we had a red card in the derby for a while? When's the last time we had a red card in the derby? Sess got sent off. Sess and Didn't Catamore get sent off after the, the game? At the end, yeah. 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 <laughs> but I don't think we've had one. Spardy got sent off uh, in the in the one where we got beat one nil. Oh didn't yes, he, and that Bruce. was after yeah. the Sessingham one actually. Wasn't to be fair, no, it was before. Oh no, it wasn't. Catamore was was kind of got sent off in the first minute. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> I know that was great. Yeah. I mean, just, just, <laughs> just finishing. Like, I want to know what you think. Joy, Joy Barton was speaking earlier. I'm not interested. <laughs> slightly misquoted um, a little bit, but what he was saying about the QPR dressing room is that it's flat because they don't feel like they can do anything more. The players are given a hundred percent, and then it's obviously the players aren't good enough. Recruitment wasn't good enough. Now. In the case of Sunderland, I think there's been games where the play application hasn't been acceptable, and it's sort of it's given me lead me to believe either that we should be where West Brom are on the table because the attitude of the players should have been better, and we should be safe, and on that basis we'll be fine because a new manager will will up the application, up the work rate, and our quality will see us through. On the other one, we we've left it too late, and we aren't as good as we think we are. And we're going to go down. Which side you're at, Gareth? Um, Don't not talk about just because I mentioned Joey Barton. <laughs> well, I, mean, I know we're talking. Like I'll go back to the point Martin's made is that we're not being in the bottom three all season. So, so you, you think the quality's there? Clearly. Um, well, well lucky to come up. I think quality's pushing well. it a bit. Um, I, I, it, Relatively, I am worried that in games like on Saturday, there seemingly just isn't somebody who is going to do something. I think the thing is, a lot of people talk about West Brom going down this this year. Um, and I thought they signed some decent attacking players. Um, I mean, a day is coming to form. I didn't really know a lot about him, but and, and Varela, who I thought was a good player, went and did nothing, and, and he's gone now. I mean, they've got Sessegnon, Berahino. Mm. I mean, you'd, you'd Sessegnon would get in our team at the moment without a doubt, in my opinion. Um, so, I mean, they've already got one better forward player, this, and I think that's you know. I'm not going to say you know you're only as good as your striker in the words of Mr. Bruce, but <laughs> at the same time you need somebody with a spark. Last season it was uh, Wickham, who came from nowhere and and did something, um, and it was le- there was less games remain um, than than a few games remain. Sorry, um, in a much much worse position. In a much worse position. It's a freakish though. Um, and then before that you could argue maybe Sessegnon was a bit of a catalyst um, because he he had two good games against Newcastle and. Um, Newcastle and Everton, 
Um, and, and Johnson, obviously, so in a where, where's way, it going to come in from? A, in a strange way, I think Catamol can be a catalyst. Mm. Not in a great attacking option, mm. but he seems to, you know, he'll go in and mm. clatter somebody and it, yeah. that'll, that lifts the fans and then that lifts... Other players seem to respond to it to it a certain the extent. the intensity as well. Mm. Yeah, and, the, you know, he gives them less time on the ball and it seems to perk everybody up a bit. So, you know, he, he'll he'll make a big difference, not so much in an attacking sense, but he, yeah. he, he picks Drive. the crowd up and yeah, picks, right. he picks the players up. No, I, I agree with that. But that's on the, who's going to deliver on the back of that? I mean, this is this is it, we say it every week. Oh, Rodwell, I just think Rodwell, change your manager. His trajectory is on the up. Yeah, it looks like it's got to be him, in my opinion. Yeah. He's the one who's got to say, "I cost ten million quid." People are questioning us. You know, I'm going to go and prove. You know, and maybe he can later go. Oh, well, you know, the change of manager was a catalyst because in that system, it did, I didn't really work, and now we move the ball quicker. You know, we're not keeping as much and I can get onto stuff and all this kind of thing, runs into the box. As well, like we were saying before, the bench looked really weak against West West Ham, but if you start with Johnson and Catamull against Newcastle, you're going to have a lot more mm. options on the bench, aren't you? You know, just just because of... Yeah. Is Chattarini injured? Yeah, he's oh, out he's for the done. season, yeah. Oh, okay. But if you've got Alvarez and Watmore and... <clears throat> Gomez on the bench and then you'd have probably if Johnson comes back in you're going to have either Fletcher or Wickham exactly. going to be on the bench and then Graham's going to be on the bench yeah. as well isn't he and you know something strange might happen like Danny Graham might first score his first goal yeah, that'll keep yeah, us that'll up do. you know that'll this do is Sunderland after that. all you know yeah. mm. right um, <laughs> right well if we've done a score prediction or anything I've finished I just want to ask people if they think we'll stay up with a gut instinct I think we'll be honest I think we'll stay up based on the fact that the teams below us are weaker, and also we kind of been there and done it. It's almost like we're used to this now. And in the, in the past, when I've seen us go down, time caught up and time with Wigan again, eventually, though. All the yeah, I know, but all these teams like Southampton and Coventry that used to stay up every year when we used to go down in the eighties, in the nineties. They eventually went. They did. They did eventually go. I'm trying to be positive. Stop <laughs> interrupting us. But I just, I, I just think QPR were lucky to come up. Leicester are gone, you know. So I think, I think Burnley are the only one. Could be Hull of a tough run. Yeah, I think Hull are weaker than us. You know, I thought at the start of the season that Palace and uh, West Brom would be weaker than us, but you know they've brought in managers who've who've done well and, and and know the league. So I think it's I think if Burnley pull out of it, it's between us, Villa, and and Hull. So statistically, you know, mathematically, I think I think the odds are are in our favour. It's, think, not, it's not like I think Hull's fixtures dictate that it's going to be difficult for them to pull mm. away. And I know I they agree. actually played quite well in the second half, uh, the first half yesterday, and then in the second half they had those chances. But they're going to find it difficult to kick on. I mean, they've got what five of the top seven left Aye. to play now um, in in their last uh, eight games. So a couple of points better off. Though. So you think we were saying we could possibly need eight points to stay up? So therefore, Hull would only need six on that basis, and that's, that's only true. two wins. And they do have Leicester to play, and I think they have Palace to play. But the rest are tough, though. I think they've got they Arsenal. Yeah, yeah. But they might not need them. They might not need them. They might need six points. Hmm. That's uh, just to put it down on things. <laughs> Hull have got that thing though, where they, they seem to play really poorly against teams around them. I wonder that, that's well, yeah. Steve Bruce, they, isn't yeah. it? They deserve to go down. Because they, they couldn't beat that Sunderland side that night. Which is, it's, <laughs> honestly, apart from Villa, that's the worst Sunderland performance I've seen in years. Yeah. And any half decent team 
like Villa did the week after or the game after, would have had us four 0 down. It was the worst, worst midfield selection ever. But I couldn't believe what I was watching, and we we got a point out of that game, so they deserve to go go down the base of that. You said you're negative, Neil. Generally, Do you think we'll well, still no, I actually think we'll stay up. Um, <laughs> just looking at the other teams around us, I suppose, and and. If things do go, pick up for Burnley, the whole do have a bad run in. But I'd like to say, as a safety net, if we do go down, I don't think it'll be so much a bad thing because some of my favourite memories are, are us in the third and second division where we've gone out and we're tonking people mm. um, and everybody's happy and we're winning things. And it gives you a chance to, to get rid of the, the dead wood and, and get in some new, young, exciting yeah. players. And So... If we do go down, I'm happy with it. Yeah, but we'll, I don't think we will. We'll all try and convince ourselves that if we go down as well. Um, <laughs> join us on Thursday at the end of the light where we'll have to think of something to talk about, guys. Mm, special no guest by the look of it as well. The special. So get tuned in for that. If it, it Hopefully it works now. We've said mm, that out yeah, loud. I know. We're not name drop or anything. Mourinho. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we wouldn't have him on. <laughs> right. Okay. Thanks for listening. Over out. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.